Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news reviews uh, and more for a show that's on the CW, The Flash! I'm Bo! And I'm trapped in time or something, I don't know. We've been all over the multiverse, haven't we? Yeah, we have been. It's uh, it's it feels like it's been too long. It's been too long. That it, that, I know that that is true, Bell. It has been way too long since you and I have been on the mic together. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic. Uh, my allergies are trying to kill me, but other than that, I <sighs> am swell. Oh man, yeah. This is this is it's a rough season. It's a rough season. I was bedridden for like a like a week here with like some respiratory stuff. It's crazy out in these uh, pollen infused streets. It, it it really is. It really is. I'm hoping that this rain that we're getting is going to maybe clear some of that up, but it's probably yeah. just going to make the mold bad. And then I'm just going to be sick next week. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to make you sick as well. But I you just made me cough mold. laugh is what you just yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, that's all right. Look, I'm I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad to hear your voices. It has been a minute since we've been together. We've uh, we've got some we got two episodes of The Flash to play catch up with. You ready to jump into it? Uh, let's do it. Let's jump into The Rundown. The, the Rundown. Episodes 7 and 8 of Season 9, Wildest Dreams and Partners in Time. Directed and written by some people, but Bell, what happened these episodes? <laughs> well, though, I'll tell you. Nia Nall has been searching for an ancient source of Maltrorian dream energy. <laughs> uh, and uh, she loses her powers to a hooded robed figure while in a nightmare involving Iris and goes to Central City for help. Iris realizes that her article on the Red Death is the Pulitzer-winning article from the map book and questions if she's following destiny instead of making her own choices. After Nia and Iris get pulled into a dream, Nia helps Iris realize that destiny is not one choice, but the result of a lifetime of several choices. Iris helps Nia realize that to increase her potential, she needs to give up control. After doing so, Nia meets the spirit of the first Naltorian with dream abilities who promises to teach her. They wake and Iris publishes her article. Meanwhile, Mark takes Keon out to do activities that he did with Frost, ignoring all of Keon's ideas. She realizes that Mark still only sees her as Frost and leaves. Later, Mark apologizes to Keon and decides to leave Central City, causing Keon to inadvertently freeze Cecile's banquet of sadness. Wait, no, not Banquet of Sadness. <laughs> to freeze Cecile's banquet out of sadness. But then, Barry, Iris, and a group of DOE agents inspecting Star Labs get trapped in the Speed Lab. When Barry notes that a time magnet will be stored in the Flash Museum in 2123, the group deduces that one of them must have stolen the magnet from the future without its stabilizer, trapping them in the same moment. As one of the agents is replaced by a statue, the group realizes that the exposure to the time magnet will eventually kill them. Barry and Iris realize that the inspector Tao knows nothing about her job and exposes her as the thief. She reveals herself as Lady Kronos. Barry charges her belt so that she can reunite the magnet with its stabilizer in 2123 and convinces her to let herself be arrested instead of dying. The timeline resets, freeing Barry and Iris and restoring the agents with no memories of the events. Meanwhile, Keon meets up with Carla Tannhauser off screen. After Chester tells Allegra that he loves her, she worries about her future with him. Cecile convinces her that the relationship is not doomed, and she later admits her love for Chester. Not really. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know about that one. 
I mean, like, it's like a done, done, done because it's like we're done, done, done with this relationship situation, right? <laughs> I mean, we're, you're we're almost done, done, done with this series. It's just done, <laughs> done, done. Yeah, I mean, at least finally, you know, there this this whole you know will they won't they thing. Like, I, I was when I when when she was like, oh no, you know, she said love and. Or he said love and she's all freaking out. I was like, can we just stop? Like, come on. That is such a trope. Like, are, are we kind of done with the whole like, oh, he said love too soon. Love, love, love. Too-. Are we still doing that in 2023? Is that is that still a thing? It would appear so. And it's a thing <sighs> in the flash. That's for sure. Okay. Well, you know, but that's the thing. I feel like much like this last best episode, I feel like the flash is itself a series that's caught in an era of TV time that is long since passed. Yeah. The tropes, I guess, go along with that. Now, first of all, I want to make mention of this because the last episode of Flash TV Talk I did was technically not Flash TV Talk. It was Cecile TV Talk. Did you get a chance to listen to Cecile TV Talk? I, I, I listened to a little bit of it, but I, I couldn't listen to everything. And then I kind of forgot to listen to the rest of it. It was it was so much fun. <laughs> I've got to tell you, I actually had a cathartic blast recording Cecile TV Talk. It helped me process. I was like, man, I don't want to just get on mic and talk about this like filler episode that just feels so... Like, it's like a filler of a filler episode. It's like five levels of filler in. And I didn't want to jump on mic and be negative. So I was like, well, what if I'm from another, like, timeline, like somewhere else in the multiverse, where the show has always been about Cecile, and then that episode's not too bad. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Main character of the episode, what if it was, like, her series? And so then it was like, okay, well, where's Cecile TV talk? And then it was a lot of fun to do. (laughs) Well, it's it's just like, you know... Some of these episodes, they they after after we had the Red Death, you know, uh, uh, saga there. The, these last couple episodes have felt like bottle episodes, but they're like bottle episodes within bottle episodes. Um, well, it's like let's take the Flash, put him in a bottle, and throw him off somewhere so that he has nothing to do. That's that's <laughs> yeah. that's what they felt like. But but okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. We got we got two things. First of all, we we're, we've got wildest dreams, and I'm not gonna lie, man. I, if if I was not sick, and had like little to no voice. I was going to do a parody like version of I dreamed a dream and just lament the series as a whole. <laughs> it's like I I dreamed a dream of season 1 when the flash was premium TV. I dreamed a dream of season 2 when my criticism was all about Zoom. But now <laughs> we get to season 3. And perhaps I treated lit unfairly, you know, like that that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that would have been that would have been better. Well, probably. okay, so Nia Nal or whatever her name is, who does Bell? Who who is this chick? I have never seen her in my life. I apologize to this woman, but I don't know who she is. I I had I had to look her up because uh, I, I like I was like okay so so this was interesting right so I thought I had missed three episodes, but apparently there was a there was a gap uh, in between episodes. Yes. Uh, six and seven and so i thought i was three episodes behind and so when i was starting this episode i was like oh well i missed the introduction of an entire character let me go back oh wait no hold on i saw this episode the the one prior to that with with lady luck and i was like that's what is going on and then so i was like nia i, I looked up the you know the wiki page i was like nia Nall, and so i clicked on that and i was like oh that's a character from supergirl season four show which i only watched like the first season of and so I, I had no idea. I was like, we're, I guess she met Iris on that show, and they're the best of friends, even though they never talk about each other. They got a whole brunch. They got a they got a brunch crew, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. And so I actually, yeah, I think the brunch. I think the the DC TV ladies brunch show would actually be far more interesting. 
anything than some <laughs> of the episodes of The Flash we've gotten lately. I mean, yeah, you know, neat power set, I guess, like dream powers. But uh, yeah, just just really interesting choice, I guess. Uh, look, no, harness the power of dreams. Fine, fine power. Costume. Love the fact that we have a character in costume. We've got way too many metas rolling around fighting crime on The Flash that don't have costumes, which makes no sense. But, you know, so cool that we got an actual legitimate superhero with an actual legitimate superhero costume. A good-looking costume as well. Call, call me old-fashioned. Call me old-fashioned, Bell. But back, old back in my day, back in my day, when The Flash had a team-up with another superhero, they typically, you know, kind of got to know each other and were introduced to each other. And, in fact, that hero meeting The Flash was an opportunity for the audience to also meet that hero and get to know their deal and see what their dynamic is. Here it's like, oh, this is this person that has this deep relationship with Iris and off Screenville. And uh, now she's got her whole arc. She came over to The Flash, took over an entire episode of The Flash without The Flash, mind you, just so that she could have like this massive conclusion to her story arc when we don't know who this is. She's not been established. We have no origin story for this person. And so, yeah, okay, you should have been watching Supergirl. Should I? Should I? I, I don't know that I can really make that strong of an argument that I should be watching The Flash right now, to be honest with you. And I, I'm sorry to be negative, <laughs> but I mean, like, let's let's be real. This this I've been I've been I've been dealing with some things, Bell. I've been dealing with some things, you know, I just like this this whole series. You think back to season one, and we were talking about premium television, and and now we're here at the grand finale, and I'm just what what happened? What like at some point there needs to be some sort of autopsy on this franchise and this series to explain what on earth happened here when like we're in the final season and we get some like ZCD list character from freaking Supergirl showing up as if we're all supposed to know that she's some sort of like A tier character when nobody knows who this is and it's her <laughs> episode on the final season of The Flash where we only have nine episodes. What the what the what bell was I? It wasn't a dream. It was a nightmare is what it was like. What's interesting to me is that, you know, if they're if they're going to take a uh, a flash episode and give a conclusion to a character from another show. From Supergirl, nonetheless, why not have it be Supergirl? Right. <laughs> you know, like give her give her because they, they canceled that one. Uh, or is it still? No, no, they they canceled. Bell, that's my point. Nobody knows. I'm I'm pretty sure they canceled Supergirl um before the Flash. Like it doesn't have any more episodes out. Oh um, man, look, we there's there's a broader conversation about DC and some of the franchise, like just overall the the way that the franchise have been handling, and and then also of course, you know, some of the 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 James Gunn era of what we can kind of come to expect. And I'm not gonna lie. I've been hurt so many times by DC, and yet after seeing that Blue Beetle trailer. I actually, I'm like looking at it like Hawkeye, like, don't give me hope. Like <laughs> That actually looks freaking incredible. And so like, I'm, I'm, I'm over here, like on the one hand, I've been hurt by you so many times, DC, but then you give me this blue beetle trailer and I'm like, Hmm, that looks tasty. I, I, ugh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to be hurt again or not, but I'll be, I'll, I'll probably go check that out. But we're, we're, we're still in the middle of this train wreck. Uh, any, any other thoughts about this, this, um, this episode of Dream Girl coming over to the Flash to team up with Iris, you know who they know, and they're all besties and whatnot. Yeah, that, I mean that was just weird. Like, I, 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 again, I didn't watch Supergirl, so I didn't know if Iris showed up on Supergirl and you know filmed episodes over there. Um, I, I don't know that. Um, but like, you know, if if that did happen, okay, great. 
whatever. But I, yeah, I would have, it would have made more sense to me. And I would have liked it more if it had been like a Supergirl. If, if you're going to take an episode of the flash to like build out, flesh out a story or, or finalize a character's arc, uh, from the Arrowverse uh, and, and from Supergirl specifically, uh, why not have it be Supergirl? Well, and I mean, like, I'll, I'll, I'll even say this. It can be Dream Girl. Like, that's fine. But have her team up with the Flash by introducing herself and then have, like, her be the case that Team Flash all has to team up to get around to save. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's, there's a way to do a team up. This is not it. This is yeah. not it at all. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, you don't have to be like A tier, but if you're not A tier, then you sure as heck need to be introduced to the audience. And that is not what we got here. So anyway, just a complete net fail. But you know what? It was meant to be filler. It was part of like this two episode filler between these, you know, what we were kind of told was going to be two arcs. Um, and so that that happens. Now we're on to this week's episode, man. Uh, Partners in time. Far superior of an episode to the week that came before. I will give that the this that. Yes, it, it, like everything from the performances to the story, like everything was better. Like, I, I it finally looked like Candace was enjoying herself playing Iris. For like oh my the gosh! First time Bell, in a while. Yes. <laughs> that but, was so but, refreshing. Honestly, both Grant and Candace like seemed like they were actually having a good time this episode. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was just so bizarre uh it, it was it was very welcome to say that much but it, it it was it was strange because it was like seeing them actually enjoy playing their characters it, it's been such a while like so so long since we've seen that it just it felt weird and then you're like oh wait this is how it's supposed to be <laughs> right right yes the, the paragons of love finally love each other again although uh, uh iris will only let barry kiss her on the cheek <laughs> Oh, I didn't even notice that. Okay. Yeah, gosh. yeah. Check it out. Every every time uh, that he kisses her, it's always on the cheek. Set drama and all that kind of stuff that goes on with that show. I, just, it, 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 I can't help but make me think about, you know, those kinds of things. But yeah, yeah. Well, one way or the other, they're actually having a good time, which is great to see. There's good. And like, that's the thing. These two have always had really, really solid. Well, let me put it this way. They've got solid chemistry. They've had solid chemistry in the past. It's just you got to kind of let them have the opportunity to have that chemistry and and they I had don't, it for whatever episode. reason they just have not had those scenes and those episodes just like this one there should have been way more episodes like this over the last couple of years and we just haven't really had them they did great i i, I enjoyed hanging out with them i was always disappointed whenever we went back to chester and allegra who by the way actually also had pretty decent chemistry this episode yeah for you know the first time in a while it was uh it worked I, I believed them as a relationship. It didn't seem forced. And I feel like everything about the buildup to the Chester Allegra, you know, greatest love story of all time, uh, felt very forced. And actually, now that they're in this situation, yeah, I'm okay. It's manufactured drama. I said I love you too soon, yada, yada, yada. But their chemistry, that was on point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Big refresher, big refresher from, because I, I watched these two episodes back to back. And so, yeah, it, it was a after the Wildest Dreams episode, Partners in, in Time was a uh, was a, was a nice palate cleanser. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season now. I do know? feel like this should have been the kind of filler episodes that we got, you know, in between as opposed to the Cecile and Dreamgirl episodes. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I love Cecile. I think she's a great, great character. But I do think that they have done way too much with that character. Like they're yeah. writing off Papa Joe. They wrote off... Uh, uh, uh chest manly <laughs> okay all right let's talk about this real quick though okay is it not weird 
like last episode that he was like macking on like someone who's been alive for 18 days. They keep talking about how she's like new to this world. And it just seems like she needs an adult whenever she's around him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, she's eight weeks old, but it, yeah, that's kind of creepy. Uh, oh, that, that just <laughs> everything about that whole dynamic is just super creepy. So I'm, I'm, is he, is he gone now? Is that the idea? He's not going to be part of the finale. I, I, I don't know. He's still got a title card in the credits. So, uh, or not a title card, but like he, his image pops up in the, in the opening credits. So he's still, you know, a major part, I would assume of the, of the season. Yeah. Um, I figure he's going to come back and there's going to be some, you know, something there. Maybe. Uh, but it's going to probably do with Caitlin and not Caitlin Keown and her powers awakening or something like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just so weird. Like, you know, Papa Joe's gone. We got, you know, Marky Mark is gone. Um, <laughs> feel and, it, feel it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I feel like Mark will come back. I feel like Papa Joe will probably come back for the, for the, you know, final episode, hmm. something like that. Hmm. Um, you think so? You know, uh, maybe. I mean, they, they did kind of have a send off, but I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I I'm not so sure that that Joe's gonna come back. I think I think the the end of Joe was literally the end of Joe. It was almost like a, they wrote they wrote things in such a way that they gave him a satisfying conclusion to his character. Like that's a big enough character that like he needs his own out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Barry and Iris can kind of go out together. Caitlin has gone out so many times because she's been <laughs> so many different characters. You know, She's uh she's died more times than data. Like it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's you like, know what's crazy. That, that, that is, that is a really good analogy because it's like, Data is Caitlyn, and then like Lore is Killer Frost, mm -hmm, <laughs> and then you mm -hmm. have the other one. Uh, what was the other one? The the the, the stupid B four. B four. Yeah, yeah. That's like, that's a perfect analogy to to Caitlyn. Yeah, exactly. This is probably why watching Picard, like every single time I'm watching Picard, when Data comes back, they're like, "Oh, he's dead. Oh, but we got him back. Oh, he's dead. Oh, but here's a a guy that's basically him. Oh, but we brought him back to life again. Oh, but he might die again. Oh, but now he's other dead. Now he's he's Caitlyn. That's that's why it's so triggering to watch that show. It's like I'm watching. Yeah, it's Caitlyn all again, all over again. Yeah, and uh, and and Doctor Tanhauser is uh, the guy who made Data. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, but I think I feel like Joe was kind of one of those characters that needed that that big send off, and he certainly deserved to have his own send off. And I I don't I don't think he's coming back. I really don't, because okay. I feel I, like that mentor moment, like the I come back to you now at the turn of the tide. <laughs> it seems like that's going to be Oliver, you know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you know, if you've been on Twitter or the internet or anything, you've already seen um, things that I won't necessarily mention here to prevent some kind of spoilers but yes that's that's all i'll say about that <laughs> well, can we i mean we could talk a little bit about this right i mean like okay look we're, we're about to talk about you know some some back end uh season finale series finale type stuff so just as a heads up you know there might be there might be some spoilers but it's mostly speculation how about that yeah yeah okay John Wesley Shipp, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Yellow, 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Speedster speculation. Oh, and Oliver's coming back. Wait, what? I mean, have you not seen the set photos? Did you say Malfoy's coming back? No, I said, no, no, not Malfoy. No, Oliver's coming back. Oh, okay. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Malfoy was coming back. They're bringing back everybody else. That'd be that'd be awesome, actually. They should also bring back uh, freaking... Um, oh, God, what's his face? Uh, Cicada. Bring Cicada back and then like, you know, at the like let him escape at the end of this of the of the series, just like they did the entire season that Cicada yeah. was the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, the, the, I was going to ask which Cicada, Cicada one or Cicada two. I mean, it doesn't matter because they let them both go like numerous times when they could have stopped them, you know, instantaneously. But whatever. I want Wentworth Miller back. I want to bring back Captain Cold. Uh, I would like that, too. And there was a little nod uh, to that talked about, you know, defeating the uh, which. Which twins did they say he defeated? No, that was the that was the snart. So that are no, they didn't say snart. It was the um. Did they say the weather, weather wizard and whatnot? I could have sworn they said the snart siblings. You know what? Now that you say that, it does actually. I, I do remember the snart. So maybe he's talking about uh, Captain Cold and his sister, Gold, Golden Glider. Yeah, Golden Glider. Yeah. So hmm. we got a nod to that, which was cool. But you know, we didn't see Wentworth Miller on screen. He's not going to come back though. I mean, I would it'd be awesome, but he's not going to. Yeah. I, I all right. So maybe this is wrong. Because again, I've been hurt before. Got kind of high hopes. I've got no good reason to have high hopes, but I kind of have high hopes for the for the for the big you know victory lap here. I mean, yeah, I yeah, I I would hope these last episodes of the season they're going to blow it out of the water and it's going to be the best that we've ever seen. Um, I'm I'm not holding my breath for that because I don't want to die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, on the same token. Uh, I'm hoping that they're saving up all the good stuff and, you know, all the budget for like cool CG or, you know, bringing actors back that they had to convince with dump trucks full of money, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. We've already had uh, reverse flash. You know, he's done. Uh, Barry got his ultimate victory over him. And so, I mean, like who who else? Who's the big bad flash villain that would satisfy a, a season ending event i mean i think i think zoom would be good i i think so i mean i think an eobard zoom savitar team up would be pretty pretty substantial that could be um, I, I hear what you're saying eobard's kind of toast but there's other eobards and then there's also there's eddie okay so there's there's the theory about eddie being um cobalt blue yeah, Cobalt Blue, which, by the way, didn't we get that tease last season and they didn't do it? They still haven't done anything with that. Yeah. And, and I, I've I, you know, maybe this was just a wild, unhinged Twitter rant. But I, I saw somebody mention some stuff about uh, Cobalt Blue, like thinking that that's going to be the villain that they're going to bring in and that they're going to bring back, uh, you know, Officer Pretty Boy uh, to, to be Cobalt Blue. Yeah. Uh, which I I think that would be pretty cool. Bringing back, you know, one of the stars from the first season to play the, the villain in the last arc of the final season. Yes. Um, that could be epic. Having, you know, Oliver come back and help with that situation. Yeah, I think that could be neat. 
I, I like that. I mean, I, I, did, I do think Cobalt Blue would be, yeah, that would be a good like, like final final, especially if he's in some form or fashion, you know, especially if it's, if it's Eddie coming back, then one imagines there's time travel shenanigans and that offers up the opportunity to bring in all of these other characters. Uh, you know, obviously we've seen in some of the previews, blood work will be coming back and, um, you know, various speedsters. I even like the idea of maybe him utilizing a lot of speedsters to come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So could be cool. I get the sense and I'm pulling from the blood work trailer in particular that maybe, or at least this is what my hope is. It's very possible that, that the finale of the flash, not only is it going to be kind of a, a spiritual finale for the Arrowverse as a whole, but it'll also be kind of a direct sequel to crisis, which to me seems appropriate because I've been racking my mind thinking lately about like, okay, this show in its season nine and, and the last couple of seasons, honestly has fallen so hard on its face, so hard on its face. It's so bad. And, and it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with like, just kind of, you know, popcorn, fun, cheesy, trash TV, nothing wrong with that. The problem is that that's not what this show started out as. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this was premium TV. This was like really, really quality stuff in, in the early days. And I remember with season three, around the time of season three, some of the criticism we were leveling at it was that the competition, especially with the Daredevil Netflix series and kind of where some of these streaming services were going, was upping the ante even further. And what we had really kind of hoped for and wanted to push for with The Flash was to rise to that occasion and meet that. And boy, oh boy, did it run in the opposite direction hard pretty much for this last back half of the series as a whole. So I've been up my, my mindset, man, wondering when was the natural finale for this show? And I think, I think the crisis really was the end of The Flash. Yeah, like some of the seasons building up to that, maybe not the best television. I'm not trying to say it was, but compared to everything that came afterwards, pretty solid. And the crisis was such a monumental event in the series, in like the universe as a whole, that you really have to hold that up as this critical inflection point for the mass DC TV universe. And so the idea that we could be looking at the finale of The Flash being a direct sequel to Crisis really gets me excited because in many respects, it kind of gives the opportunity to kind of, I don't know, pretend like the last couple of years didn't happen. You know, the the (laughs) pandemic never happens. Nothing bad ever happens. We're just going straight from Crisis to the sequel to Crisis. Yeah. Crisis 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, that would be really neat. I think that's that's the kind of neat perspective. I, I I like that. Uh, I like that idea and that line of thinking. Yeah, but I mean, you're right though. It is kind of interesting because it was nine years ago, right? Nine years ago, Flash came on. It's like, whoa, this is like, this is superhero television, but it's good television, right? You know, and and then like you said, you know, the the Netflix series started coming out and all that kind of stuff, and um, it it just almost was like, you know, the Flash set the bar the the netflix shows jumped over it and the other shows that came out and then the flash just kind of was like you know like that that meme where it's the guy who's like popping the champagne cork and he's like spraying it all over his face and he's like biting his metal and then he's on like the third place podium (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's like it's like they they cashed their checks and then they didn't care after that uh you know they they had one of the best shows that was on television and, and it was a comic book show, no less. Right. 
And then other other companies were like, yeah, superhero schlock doesn't work anymore. Let's do something good. And they started doing stuff good. And then, you know, um, I, I don't I don't know if it's something internal with uh, with Warner Brothers, the CW or whatever, but it just seems like they didn't have, you know, what they needed or what they wanted to really, like, keep that standard up. It was almost like there was no quality assurance process on the back tail, like like the back end. Yeah. Or- and I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's the CW. They're not exactly known for premium television. Like, generally speaking, what they do is they put out like these incredible first seasons. And then I guess they start cutting budget pretty aggressively after that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it shows from year, year over year. And that's not just The Flash. That's like every CW show. So there's that. But then there's the other aspect of like, this is like, this is a kind of an important IP for Warner Brothers. Like, a very significant IP that overall, including the films, by the way, has been pretty much like, like, is nobody quality checking this? Is nobody vetting these people? Is nobody vetting these storylines? Like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? Greg yeah. Gustin gave up freaking Broadway for this. Come on. Y'all need to do better by him. Okay. <laughs> Candace, can't, who knows? Candace could have been. I don't know what was she doing dating NBA players. I can't. I can't. Whatever Candace was doing, <laughs> been chilling on the beach somewhere. Had to put up with this. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's that's the rant about the last two episodes. But hopefully, we're headed for better things. That's that's my hope. Yeah, I, I hope so as well. I, I you know, uh, episode eight was a nice palate cleanser. So you know, I'm still looking forward to the rest of it, uh, especially with some of the you know rumors and stuff that I've seen online. So. We'll see. I'm not again. I'm not holding my breath, but um, I I am uh, more excited and less like feel like a a, a chore to watch episodes of a show that I used to oof. clamor clamor to watch every week. You know. I know. I know. That's that's the that, oof. Yes, that was. I, I mean, mean, I will say early on in this episode, I was like, oh, okay. I'm actually enjoying watching because like the last couple of episodes, last couple of weeks was like. I just I can't even like it's 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 hard and like I, I like you put it on in the background while you're cleaning the house and even then you just don't just want to put on something else. Yeah, it was... Being real, man. I mean, like, there's no we're at the tail end. There's, there's no there's no bridges to not burn at this point. You know what I mean? Like, that's just being real. That's that's the situation. Wildest dreams was like that for me. I was like, can I just put this on like at twice X speed? Exactly. I don't know who this character is. Like, I don't I don't you know I don't know what her journey is. I don't you know. Iris care. isn't gonna they die. Didn't tell us. You know, and, and Iris is doing the whole like she's done that so many times where it's just like we have the future planned out and I'm scared of it. And I don't want to. And it's like, how many times are we going to have this conversation? Like, finally, she's gotten the thing where it's like, you know, oh, yeah, you, you, your your destiny isn't written. You've already written it yourself. And OK, cool. Maybe we'll have to deal with that, you know, existential crisis, Iris, anymore, uh, which which would be great because I, th- I feel like this whole season has been existential crisis, Iris, since, you know, Barry made the book and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, that's right. That's, that's a good observation. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right, well, that's our thoughts. Let us know yours. Head over to uh, twitter.com slash tvtalkfm uh, to let us know there. Look, we got some good other stuff that's coming down the pipeline that's being here. We got the Mandalorian TV talk. We got the Picard TV talk. We got uh, some other TV talk. I'm sure we, we got some other TV talks that's heading your way from here, there. In other words, maybe a secession TV talk. I don't know. Maybe. You you watching some secession, Bell? No, I, I don't, I don't want to watch that show. That's so good. I I I hear it's good, but I don't. It's I don't terrible people it. being terrible, but you sometimes root for them, but you mostly hate them. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like I I feel like 
there, there's not a single character on that show that I would want to watch. And I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't usually like, like, you know, hate watch for characters. Like, Oh, I can't wait for that person to just die. Um, sort of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to explain if you haven't seen it, but you, you see it and you get invested and they're all terrible. But anyway, all right, well, that's, that's our show. We'll talk to you later. We'll be back in flash. Bye. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.